This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to Opinion, Opinion Booth. Good morning. Sure. Yeah. Uh, if my voice sounds a little bit strange, I think I'm coming down with something. Hope it's nothing serious, but um, I'll do my best. Today's title, I am a humanist and my guest today, hmm, your name, Atalia, mm-hmm. Anna, and please pronounce this name. <laughs> Maunganidze. Maunganidze. You're a human rights advocate, an international criminal law expert, head of special projects, legal analyst, strategist, and senior researcher at the Institute for Security Studies. Welcome to Opinion Booth. Thanks. I don't think I've ever listed that many things to describe myself. <laughs> it's, 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 it's quite a lot. I mean, it's, 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 it's quite a lot. And I'm, I'm quite intrigued actually by your Twitter bio. It says head of, um, ISS Africa special projects, justice, peace, stability, law and politics. Hmm. What is politics? We're going to start there. Um, you'll unpack it just now. Yeah. <laughs> so you also, your Twitter bio goes on to say ghostwriter of Steve Hoffmeyer's upcoming non seller, Azulu owns my stoop. <laughs> <laughs> You you have a, a wicked sense of humor. <laughs> okay, w- what are politics? Um, politics to me, and I always refer to it as that. I I rarely do I call it politics because I think um, a lot of what people do is really playing games with us, mm-hmm. whether it is they are well intentioned or or whether they're just trying to hoodwink us. For the most part, uh, the game of politricking is about convincing a whole bunch of people that you're right and that the other person is wrong. So that's why I call it politics. Did you just make it up or is it, it actually in the Oxford Dictionary? Not entirely sure. Haven't opened the Oxford Dictionary in a long time. I use the web to search for word meanings. Uh, but I'm fairly certain someone must have thought about it before me. It's a pun. I like that. I like, but you, you know, I like, I like you already. That's why you're here, right? <laughs> Even though it was very difficult to get you, to get to you, to get through you anyway. So in German, the meaning of the name Atalia is of the fatherland, fortunate heroine. I'm sure, I'm sure you, I'm sure you knew that. I know the meaning of my name. Yeah, I know that. I, know that. <laughs> I was just, I was just checking. There's a reason why I make that statement and we'll get to it just now. Okay. So with a name like that, I am more curious about your parents, their teachings, their parenting style and your upbringing. Enlighten us. Gosh. So firstly, um, today is my mother's birthday. Happy birthday, mum. Yeah. She, do you think she's listening? She'll listen to the podcast later. She better listen to the podcast. Um, she, she's in many ways, uh, not just my biggest fan, but, uh, all her children's biggest fan. And she's, she's got five children and somehow, um, she's managed to, to be super supportive, um, not in a not in a way that um in not in a mothering way let me put it that way we call her mother goose but not in a mothering way in a way that she supports us as if she didn't know us and she thinks we're amazing um as a result uh she's raised two doctors two lawyers and a head teacher um but it's not just about the jobs that we do um but really Growing up, my mother would always say to us, 
um, you are the best version of yourself um, and you will be a better version of yourself all the time. So much so that we all started to believe it uh, and we all started to live it. The upside is that my father pretty much let her, let us be who we are. Um, and when we had to make uh, tough decisions or when we had to make um, sort of difficult choices, I went to Rhodes University and I left home saying I'm going to come out a social anthropologist. Um, and then the geography lectures clashed with law and somehow for everyone's sins, I went with law. So I'm not a social anthropologist. I'm a lawyer. But uh, at no point did my mother say, you changed your mind. Um, but rather it was about this is your direction. And my father would say, pride comes before a fall, but goodness, I'm not going to fall. And he's proud of us as well. That's mom and dad. Um, and again, happy birthday, mom, wherever you are. Happy birthday, mom. Also, also celebrating a birthday is, uh, my, 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 my uh, best friend's wedding, um, is mom, uh, Sanati Moshweshwe. Happy birthday to you as well. I call her Dimamzo. So we have two mothers celebrating their birthdays, uh, today, being the 31st October, right? Literally the best day in the world. So according to Seven Reflections website, you are patient, persevering, and strong-willed. You are a good student. Absorbing knowledge easily and retaining it well. You are either a saint or a sinner. You'll answer that in a bit. It goes on to say, you tend to hold things inside and suffer in silence. You are frank, method, methodical, and believe in law, system, and order, which is spooky considering your choice of career and advocacy work. It goes on to say, you are seeking freedom, opportunities to enjoy life, to make love, to go places, and to do things. You are very adventurous and willing to take risks to achieve your objectives. New ways and new experiences can't satisfy your restless nature. One adventure leads you to another. <laughs> you are honest and fair because you know that this is the only way to receive justice and honesty from other people. Interesting, justice and honesty. But your personal growth is vital for you And it is difficult to be tied down by rules and obligations Your restless spirit might be best controlled By choosing the field of work that meets your demand for action and adventure Is this you? Firstly, what is the seven whatever and what seven, is it doing seven, in seven, my head? Seven, seven <laughs> Reflections website Because I underlined Okay, first of all, you need to you know, choose between saint or sinner because you you one of those. Um, I underlined law, system, order, seeking freedom, justice, and honesty. So, I know. Yeah. Fill us in. Listen. So this website, whoever's listening, don't go there. It's going to tell you exactly who you are, and it's going to creep you out. This website is in my house, and it's in my head. I don't like this website. <laughs> um, I'll start with saint or sinner. Um, I'm not a believer, so that part's all wrong. Okay. Um, but I think I'm a bit of both, um, in many ways. Um, you know, I, uh, and I do believe in right or wrong. Um, but then I also believe in, in the gray areas in between. So not so much that Sonia thinks this is right, therefore it is right, or Otilia thinks this is wrong, therefore it's wrong, but really looking there in the middle to see um, 
which parts are are right from what Sonia is saying and which parts are wrong from what I'm saying. Um, so I think I, I occupy that space in between saint and sinner, depending on who's looking at me. Um, but mom, again, saint. Okay, so for mom's sake, right? That that's what she knows. That, that, that's what she knows of you. <laughs> oh so, no, she knows me. <laughs> Mom knows best. So if I were to ask your best friend, what do you think he or she will say about you? Well, um, I think they would say that I'm constant and I'm there, um, that I'm present. Um, I think they would definitely they would definitely say. Whether we are physically in the same space or not That they know that I'm there And they know that I haven't put them On the list of people who can't call me After a certain time And that they can call me And I'll answer the phone And be sure to help them So you're reliable they, That's what they would say about you I like to not think of myself as roadside assist But I guess Okay, I like that roadside assist <laughs> so, so if your best friend called you in the middle of the night To help change a flat tire You're not going to You're going to pretend you didn't see the missed call Oh, I would do that okay. But I'm not roadside assist Okay, I hear you <laughs> And if I were to ask the same question to a closest family member Would they share the same sentiments? They would I think they would um, uh, Both from... I have a word. I don't know if I made this one up as well, but I use it and my friends use it, um, which is that I refer to my closest friends and my family uh, as family. So my siblings are my friends and my friends are my family, uh, which means, five, you know, four siblings, there's a lot of us there. But it also means that the people that... Uh, I regard as my friends and who know they're my friends and who regard me as their friend um, are also fewer. Got a wide circle of people I interact with, but my family, my family is a close knit group of people who are constants and who love each other. Would your primary school teacher agree? Well, I went to several primary school schools. Um, Probably would if they're alive. Gosh, why are you saying this? I'm trying to catch you out to see if you've got a split, split personality or not. That's my intention. My primary school teacher would probably say that Otelia was the one who laughed the most um, and made noise in the back and somehow miraculously still passed. That's probably what they'll say. I don't know if they would think I loved them. I probably didn't. <laughs> Ouch. Mm. Your earliest childhood memory. Gosh, um, my earliest childhood memory, I think I must have been about three. Um, and uh, my grandmother, my mother's mother, um, was, um, you know, she, she was this amazing, amazing cook. Um, and she used to make really great food. Um, and I remember hearing her shouting inside the house, because between my mother and my uncle, I think they'd managed to sort of really enjoy my grandmother's food so much that they used to sort of steal a piece of meat here and there. Um, and so that happened. And it was the first time and I think the last time I ever heard my grandmother shout it had to do with a piece of chicken. Um, 
turns out it was because it was for her grandkids. Um, so it was for myself and my sister. We, we used to live with my grandmother then. Um, and for whatever reason, um, I remember that so vividly because I remember thinking, my mother stole my chicken. And my grandmother, my grandmother was the one who was like, nobody, no. Um, and for whatever reason, I remember that memory. Um, and this was in the rural Southern Zim. Um, and that's sort of my only vivid memory. I don't remember much. The one person that shaped your character and way of thinking, be it a mentor and or family member. Wow. I don't know. I know, I know it, it, it's mentioned somewhere that you, you're very close to your mother. Mm, mm. So she's probably the closest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and look, she's shaped a, a lot in terms of my worldview. Um, but I, 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 don't, I don't think I can attribute sort of everything um, uh, to her. I don't think I can attribute my free spirit to her. Um, what I can say is that she let me be free, um, which is which is a little bit different. Um, so the answer to that is I don't know. Linkin Park, Coldplay, and Nirvana feature in your top five songs that you gave. Remember, I asked you, do you get suspicious looks from uh, family members or friends? The reason I ask is because I used to listen to Toto. As a child, shame I mean, on you. I, this is this is a black girl in the township of Soweto asking her mother. I think at the age of eight, asking of all the artists that I could have listened to, from your Brenda Farsis to your um, uh, Ringo. My you can't Rosie, even name them, Sonia. Um, Yvonne Chaka Chaka. <laughs> exactly. I asked for her to buy me a Toto album, and. As a child, obviously, and being a black child in the townships, I mean, my friends thought I was uh, I was peculiar. That's why I spent many many days um, alone with my you know uh, tape deck recorder, whatever you you call it, because my friends didn't understand the type of music that I was listening to. So, uh, how how did it fare for you? Um, I think it was okay. Um, so, myself and my brother, the one that I'm immediately after. Um, we have a, a shared musical catalog. Um, and uh, while it includes a lot of uh, rock, a lot of indie rock mostly, um, there's a whole lot of everything else in there as well. Um, I'd like to think of my musical taste as quite eclectic, even as it's consistent. And I think the consistent thing about it and is um, I like music that means something. Uh, even if it's angry or passionate or or sad or happy, I want it to actually be more than dum 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 dum. I hate house. I hate house music. Ouch! I'm offended. I'm sorry, but are you house music? You're Sonia Booth. Wow. Um. So my musical taste has never been. Uh, to my friends, they would be like, "Okay, play the stuff that we like, right?" Because. Uh, my music library includes a lot of things. It includes things that people find bizarre from like really old 70s Zimbabwean Sungura music, JIT music. Um, it includes Linkin Park, right? It includes Aerosmith. So you'll remember when you asked me my five favorite songs, my response was 
This is a very hard question. Yes. Because I had to think about the five songs immediately that came to mind. Not necessarily my favorite songs, but the ones that immediately came to mind. And yes, Coldplay, Linkin Park, Nirvana. And anyone who knows me and anyone who calls themselves my friend or family or family knows that I've got all of Nirvana's music. And I'm not talking about the ones they released. I'm talking about the fact that I've got all of Nirvana's B-sides as well. Um, so Nirvana's always going to be on that list. The others might change. But um, Kurt Cobain, I miss you. What is that moment that triggered your human rights advocacy? <sighs> I think I've always had a sense of some form of justice, right? Um, and as a, as a, as a child, um, it was always that I, I never accepted what I was told as the thing, right? I always questioned, I always queried why it is that this happens and and why is it that uh we live here or we live there and um and 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 how is it that my life is different from the person next to me um I've always had that so I don't know whether there was a a trigger so much as um I always felt that um I was in many ways uh privileged and I always felt that other people should be too and i always questioned why they weren't and i always wanted um the basic things and and i'm talking life i'm talking dignity i'm talking equality um but also health and water and a safe environment were always things i felt i had um and i wanted other people to have that too in 2015 you wrote an article titled i am a guere guere I quote, despite the widespread, uh, widespread presence of Asian and European immigrants throughout the country, its primary, its primary victims are black Africans. For its uniquely anti-African premise, commentators often refer to this xenophobia as Afrophobia. Is it safe to say we suffer from self-hate as Africans, particularly as blacks? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it self-hate. Um, I think Southern Africa, um, I'm not going to go to the rest of the continent because I think we have a unique history in Southern Africa um, and a unique history rooted in racial oppression um, and, and, and a history that told us repeatedly through formal structures, through informal structures, that we were inferior. So much so that I think, not that people started to believe it, but people started to perceive, for example, black success as something that's not usual, something that's not normal. That's not to say that when a, when a, when a black person attacks a black person that they hate themselves, but so much that they don't understand how it is that someone like me um, has managed to do something that people like me can't do. So I don't think it's a self-hate issue at all. I do think that there's a lot in terms of unlearning and relearning that we need to do uh, as Africans and that we need to that we need to be able to to embrace each other and 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 find our place in the society where we are meant to be the majority but it sure as hell doesn't feel like it. 
international criminal uh, justice is an area of interest for you. What is your opinion on South Africa's attempts to quit the ICC? <laughs> it's funny you say that. Over dinner yesterday, I, um, I had a conversation about this very thing. So I might have a cookie-cutter response, but I'm not going to give that. Um, South Africa tried to withdraw from the International Criminal Court and failed. I laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> I laughed because when they did the initial time, I did an interview um, on rights and recourse on SABC, um, and the other panelist was the Minister of Justice. And I said, one, you, you simply can't do this. Um, not just from a principled point of view in that South Africa was an integral country in ensuring that the ICC was established because of our history of apartheid um, and, and, and that South Africa pushed the Southern African bloc to, to quickly ratify the Rome Statute and, and not because it criminalizes apartheid or that it criminalizes torture and war crimes, not just that, but because they just followed the wrong process and I was annoyed. The Minister of Justice, bless him, he's a wonderful person, said there is no comma, there is no if, there is no but in the Constitution around how the executive can act. I smirked because there is a comma. And that comma, for all that it is, is what made the court say, no, South African executive, you can't do things the way that you did. It's not to say that South Africa won't, as the executive, still push to withdraw from the International Criminal Court. But I think it's important for South Africans to engage on the substance of it, not the politics, not the, not the, you know, um, the, the rhetoric around, uh, why, you know, sovereignty and, and, and whatever other wonderful long words we use to confuse the masses. Not about that. I think South Africans need to engage on whether or not, as a country and as a people, we should be looking into whether apartheid is a crime, whether torture is a crime, whether uh, soldiers attacking people outside of the parameters of their job is a crime. And if we think that's right, if we think that those are crimes, then I think we should be engaged on whether or not South Africa remains within the International Criminal Court. Regarding international human rights law, which country do you think is practicing what's written in their constitution? And which country do you think should burn their constitution booklet? <laughs> That's a funny question. No country is meeting the letter of their constitutions, those that have them. Um, none. Um, and, and mostly because humans, not countries, are the ones that have to adhere to these things. Um, and they're countries that try. They're countries that try to get there, right? I'm not even going to name them because even the good ones, even the good ones struggle on certain points. Um, I also don't think there's a country that needs to burn its constitution or, or burn its fundamental, the, the, the things that it says are fundamental, because I think those are important. And those are the things that, uh, Sonia, you and I can be able to refer to. If they burn it, then they've done the last thing that allows for us to be able to say, 
but at least come on, give us our rights or give us some sense of justice. If the constitution is burnt, it's burnt for us, not just for the state. I say burned because, as you've alluded, a lot of countries don't even live to 5% of what they've actually committed to in as far as human rights are concerned. So, But if I were to put you in a corner and say which country is closest to upholding <laughs> and living their constitution, which comes close, like if you were to pick one, you had to pick one, which comes close and which is the worst? <laughs> you tried. I'm not answering. You're not. Okay. I try. I, I tried. Well done, though. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you're a difficult uh, cookie to, what's the word? English. Mm, yeah. Anyway, you get me. <laughs> How best do you think the Mogadishu bombings should have been handled? Especially considering your response or comment regarding the dimming, uh, dimming of lights at the Eiffel Tower. You tweeted, how low are our standards of action that flicking a light switch is cause for celebration? Personally, I thought you were a bit harsh because I don't think uh, the person who tweeted about the dimming of lights, I don't think he was saying, yeah, it's celebration time. Let's pop the champagne. The, you know, the Eiffel Tower has dimmed the lights in, you know, in honor of Mogadishu um, bombing victims. Um, don't you think you were a bit Hush, a little, a little bit hush. No, listen, it wasn't about him. Maybe the person who flicked the light switch should be hurt because they had to do that job, and maybe they didn't necessarily want to do it, but they were instructed to. But I think Somalia, for me, and 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 generally the African continent is is it's 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 the it's the space where I dedicate most of my time. Because I want Africa to to be better, I want us to be in in, in a space where things like uh, truck attacks or bombs or, or 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 gunshots don't go off at the at the rate that they do, and that we don't kill each other. Somalia, for me, is a conflict that has been going on for far too long. Every single day, Somalis are affected by what is going on in their country. Yes, it's good to recognize that something has happened there and it's good to say we are with you. But also it's important because it was the Eiffel Tower, because it was the state of France, you know, that wasn't just a decision that was made by someone passing by. I don't think it's a single light switch, by the way. I don't think it's accessible to the public. Otherwise I'll go there and switch it on and off all <laughs> every the day. Time. Every day, yeah. Um France has in the past and in the present, you know, helped in some African conflicts and sometimes not. And I think they are more aware of what it is that needs to be done to help ensure stability, safety and, and peace in a country like Somalia. And they know that switching the lights off at the Eiffel Tower is not going to do that. But I think for a lot of us, we like to think that by acknowledging pain or by acknowledging um, an event that we've done our bit. And I was saying, no, let's not celebrate this thing. Let's acknowledge it. Let's say, well done. At least you've done something. 
But we've got to go beyond that because the people in Mogadishu, let me tell you, a lot of them didn't even know that there was an Eiffel Tower, let alone that it had lights to be switched off. The whole world, as we know, came to a standstill during the Las Vegas uh, terror attack. But Mogadishu was ignored. I think you would agree with me. There has been massacres galore in Africa in particular, but life continues unabated for the rest of the world. What will it take for African lives to matter? Is that even possible in a lifetime? Gosh, um, I was going to sort of attempt to sing, but goodness, I, 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 there, there might be one or two listeners, not all of you. You sing? This is not happening, but I, Michael Jackson (laughs) infamously said, all I want to say is that they don't really care about us. Sounds sort of just plain throwaway kind of statement, but it's true. Um, And what that means for the most part is you've got to care about yourself and the people around you in, in, in that way. And it sounds trite sometimes. It almost sounds, you know, sort of, yeah, sure, care about your neighbor and therefore things will go well. But I think us as Africans expecting other people to care about us first and not for us to to do some of that hard work means we're always, always going to be waiting for some sort of savior to save us. At the end of the day, if they don't care about us, that shouldn't stop us from caring about ourselves. Let's put Africa first. Everyone else is putting themselves first. We need to do that ourselves. Why is it that even the attacks that you're speaking about, right? Paddock, crazy guy, shut out a lot of people at a country music concert. I mean, come on, right? Same amount of people died, essentially, as a result of his attack as what happened in Mogadishu. Way more people were injured in Mogadishu. The people who were tweeting about the Las Vegas attack, some of them include us. If we want people to care about Mogadishu, we must care about Mogadishu just as much. It is believed there are millions of Zimbabweans living and working in South Africa. Who's watching? (laughs) Unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. I mean, I tried looking for the stats. Unconfirmed. I believe some with PhDs are working as domestic workers and so-called gardeners in South Africa. We all need food and shelter And that's the reason for this level of desperation. I can only imagine how difficult it is for someone to wash dishes or wait tables with such high qualifications. Is there hope for Zimbabwe? Whoa, that's a a loaded question because you kind of threw in all these little anecdotal things and and, and made it the base of your facts. So it's it's a loaded question in that it says, you know, the majority of Zimbabweans that are in South Africa uh, aren't able to to 
to reach their potential or have been forced to take on uh, jobs that they otherwise wouldn't. I don't know if that's true. I do know that there are a lot of people who who are way overqualified for for the roles that they perform. I do know that as a as a, as a foreigner, it will always be um, much harder to to get access into certain spaces. And sometimes, if your 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 cousin got a waiting job, um, it's easier. Um, to be able to to access that industry, um, and I also know that there's a lot in terms of barriers of entry to get into the formal sector in South Africa. All of that being said, and I'll never ever in any way diminish the fact that Zimbabwe could be in a much better place than it is. Um, there's a lot of really smart people in Zimbabwe, outside of Zimbabwe, from Zimbabwe. There's a lot of people who want to build Zimbabwe. There's also politics. Uh, and there's also a lot of barriers to advancing Zimbabwe that exist that make it difficult. Whether Zimbabwe will be able to be the infamous breadbasket of uh, Southern Africa that it used to be, um, I think there's potential for that. But I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And I think it needs not just the people in Zimbabwe, people outside of Zimbabwe within the diaspora, particularly in South Africa, because I think the largest diaspora community from Zimbabwe is here. Um, there has to be a lot of that. But I think people are tired and I think people are despondent. And, and I think people are just like, I need to eke out a living and I'm going to have to eke it out somewhere else. Um, so it's a difficult question because I don't know whether it will take two years, three years, or five years, or 20 to get there. But what I do know for certain is that that turning point is is not what a lot of people think it is. Uh, a lot of people rest their hopes on um, the, the, the president of Zimbabwe leaving, uh, be it through whatever means. Um, they base it on that, and I think it's going to take a lot more than that. I think addressing systemic issues can never, ever be put on one person. It's systemic, it's structural, it's across the board. There's a lot that needs to happen and we all need to do it. I mean, you don't need to tell me about how learned the majority of the people of Zimbabwe are. The education system in Zimbabwe, Zambia, for example, mm. Botswana, just to name a few. I mean, they, they put a, a lot of African states to shame. Mm. They value education. They know the importance of education, which is something that we're not even close to understanding or mm. acknowledging. I mean, case in point is this fees must fall movement, which is, I mean, you, you can only imagine the, the lengths um, that the protests are going to get to, especially when you consider that um, there's a leaked um, report of the recommendations mm -hmm. and the findings on the commission um, to, you know, dis uh, decide on whether there's, you know, it's, it's feasible to make tertiary education free. But, of course, now we also <laughs> know that uh, there's consideration of the nuclear power, which is going to cost a trillion. And then you think to yourself, hang on, you know, priority would be to have a Leonard uh, nation for the sake of our, uh, you know, 
generations mm. uh, to come. But uh, yeah, priorities. But that's a story for another day, right? Mm-hmm. So Black Friday, the hashtag was trending all day yesterday. Black Monday? <laughs> all day, yes. Black Black. Where do I get Black Friday? Black Fridays for sales. I'm a typical woman. I'm we th- like to put I'm, black on I'm, everything except I'm thinking, the things that I'm matter. Sales, you know, Black Friday. I'm thinking, ooh, discounts. Black it's Monday. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. So hashtag Black Monday was training all day yesterday, and you tweeted this at six o'clock in the morning. I mean, some of us are still. I, I mean, we yet to have our first cup of coffee, and already you are tweeting. Inverted commas, and I quote you, of course, a whole Black Monday for 0.39% of the annual number of people murdered, but not one minute for the 99.6%. Wear orange, please. End quote. Were you wearing orange yesterday? And did you take into consideration that most people look terrible in orange, myself included? I mean, I'm as dark as they come, right? Uh, listen, I fall into that group of people who should probably never be seen with orange above their waist. Um, it, it does things to me. So I did not wear orange. Instead, I wore a beautiful kente dress my mother made for me. Again, there she is. Um, it, it had yellow, which, which, which does wonders for me and, and some purple in there. It was a bright dress. Um, I wore black shoes, but I mean, you know, you've got a yellow, purple, green dress. Pairing it is difficult. So, 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 so I failed there. I wore black dress and I, and I wore myself the whole day. Um, but I did not wear black clothes yesterday. I wouldn't. On 5th January 2016, you tweeted, Appetite ended because it was no longer economically viable. And sustainable, not because people were no longer racist. End quote. Do you foresee a future where racists are eradicated from bloodlines? My I make the statement because racist behavior is deeply ingrained in most people. I mean, I can even bet my last dollar that there is an institution somewhere in Kwahamstad where the <laughs> inverted comma swapped Khafar module is taught. Um, don't even go that far. Why would you go that far? Um, we've got Kleinfontein in, in, in the far east of Pretoria. We've got racist incidents happening at Pretoria High School at Kuro. We've got people uh, in, in, in the spaces where you would think that racism wouldn't occur. I've had people hold their bags tighter in a queue at pick and pay um, because my goodness you know uh, they don't feel safe around me and I represent the majority of the country so let's not go into the middle of the Karoo to say that's where Swat Khafar is taught I think the thing that ought to worry us the most is that it's not just in those far away corners of society where it is but your question is around, will racism ever be eradicated from bloodlines? Gosh, not in my lifetime, not mm. in yours. Um, there, there was studies done in respect of um, people who suffered as a result of the Holocaust, right? That's 1930s into, uh, until 1945. 
um, and seeing that trauma was transmitted to them, people who didn't exist then, people who were born in the noughts now have the scars and the trauma of crimes committed against their great-great-grandparents, right? That's on the trauma side. But um, in, in, in Shana, um, or Chikaranga, which is uh, my father's language, we've got a saying, and I'm going to say it in that language, and I'm going to translate it, which is, um, And that means the axe forgets, but the tree stump never does. So often, we, the people affected by racism, won't ever forget it. The struggle we have, and the axe, by the way, is the one that does, the struggle we have is no matter how loud we speak, no matter how often we say it, the axe doesn't care. And they now think, we're making noise. Yesterday, people took it upon themselves to say, oh, look, they're mad at the apartheid flag and not at murders. And I woke up early this morning to say, F you. Hmm. Your opinion on Grace Mugabe as the next president? <laughs> wow, seriously? You want me to... No, no, let me not say that. Um, I hope she isn't the next president. Um, I don't think we do ourselves a service by by sort of continuing... Um, leadership or, or or having people in power who who are associated with the with the current um with the current system um and this is not to say that she of her own accord uh doesn't have her own agency or whatever you want to call it but i think um she's tainted um by the current system and i don't think that she would be welcomed by by a lot of people. Your opinion on the battle of the guns between Kim Jong Un and Trump, and who's got bigger guns? <laughs> Listen, I wish Trump would stop tweeting. I really, really do. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, people would say things like, "It's just Twitter," until people realized it's not just Twitter. Um, and I wish. He would not think about this as some sort of game. I was going to say chess, but I don't think the the great president of the United States of America knows chess Ouch. nor how to play it. So um, I think he thinks of snakes and ladders or something. Um, and I think that fight is a fight that shouldn't be had because the people who are going to suffer aren't just going to be the Americans and the and the North Koreans. We've seen what nuclear warfare does. It's going to affect some of us. And we're just out here tweeting about black t-shirts. And now we must die because we got nuked because two men couldn't just calm down. No, I don't care whose guns are bigger. They need to put them down. Your opinion on Zuma's statue in Emma State, Nigeria? <laughs> Do you know what annoys me the most? What does? 
that statue is actually quite good, <laughs> right? Like we've we've seen some bad statues. Have you looked at it closely? It actually looks like he's, he wants to burst out in laughter. Yes, yeah. And, and I think I tweeted that. I yeah, you like, did. I was like, holding it. You did. Um, I think that's the thing that gets me the most. That it's a good statue. You kind of want a, a caricature, right? But anyway, um, I don't know what that was for, to be honest. Uh, to honor him. I don't know what that was for, to be honest. Do you need me to say it again? And I, and I wasn't trying to be funny. I mean, I was just saying, um, you know, he was being honored. Um, look, um, I don't know what that was for, to be honest. <laughs> okay, so at, at least you like the statue. At least you think it's worth the millions, right? Um... I don't know about worth the millions. Okay. Um, I do just want to point out that for whatever reason, uh, no one thought to correct the spelling of president under that statue. So maybe it was, uh, um, mm. you know. Mm. Your opinion on this flag movement? Which flag? This flag movement. There's Which? a this flag movement for Zimbabwe. Ah, uh, that one. Where is it? It's a movement. No, 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 like right now. Where is it? Hmm. Okay. Point taken. It was. It was. A, it was a point. Good push. Point. Point taken. Yeah. Okay. My last question, <laughs> and then I'm gonna let you off because <laughs> I know you're looking forward to your coffee. Advocate Tulima Doncella tweeted. If you give a ride to a scorpion, know that one day it will be your turn to be stung, for that's the way of the scorpion, end quote. To which you responded, scorpions are hitchhiking? What a time. I can picture you actually tweeting that. Scorpions <laughs> are hitchhiking? What a time. I'd tread very carefully if I were you. Advocate Tuli will be running for presidency in the near future, and she might Deport you for your sarcasm and cheekiness. Look, um, if 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 you ran your office on the basis of things so wonderful like integrity and justice and rule of law and so forth, and then you become an arbitrary president who deports a person who actually has a South African ID, then either you don't know the law or you're pettier than we thought. Hmm. You were amazing. I, I wish we had more than an hour because th 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 there was so much that I would have loved to discuss with you and just to pick your brain. But um, I think it's safe to say that you should expect another email requesting for you to be a guest again on the Opinion Booth. Thank you so, so much for your time. And what are you doing for mum for her birthday? I'm not going to say that. Oh, it's a surprise. Yes. Okay. Happy, happy, happy birthday once again. But I Mom. will say all five of us, um, are doing something for our mother. I love that. And we do that every year. She I didn't give that. birth to one person. Lucky mom. Yeah. Lucky mom. Thank you so much. Thank you. For spending your time with me. You, you were, you were, you were awesome, by the way. You, <laughs> Thanks. You, even, you, even for trying to catch me out. You, 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 you're, you're, you're not too bad. You're not too bad. <laughs> yes. My humble opinion in the words of Martin Luther King Jr. An individual has not started living until he can rise above the narrow confines of his individualistic concerns to the broader concerns of all humanity. Aspire to inspire before you expire. This is CliffCentral.com.